0: Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm super excited because today we're gonna to be talking all about fear of falling and how to overcome it. So this is something that I personally dealt with for so long in my climbing. It was not until I really found a sport route that I wanted to do so badly. And I cared about doing that route more than I cared about the fear of falling for me to actually start to overcome this. And it held me back from my potential for such a long time. And I know from the groups that I run from Elevate, from my Crux Confidence Mastermind group, which is a solely mindset focused group, I know this is such a big issue for so many other women as well. And that really holds us back from climbing our hardest, just trying super hard, just like going for that move, even if we're not sure it's that unexpected the unknown so I'm very excited to dive into this today's episode is going to be more of okay let's talk about the mindset aspects start to talk about ways that we can dig deeper into the fear of falling where did this stem from where can we go from there and then part two is going to be more of like practical applications exercises drills and my three-step process to overcoming the fear of falling This episode will be primarily talking about sport climbing, but this can absolutely be applicable to bouldering as well. Typically, though, what I find with most women is they have a bigger fear of falling on a rope than they do with bouldering. And one of the first things I want to say about this is we're not likely to get over the fear of falling without directly challenging that fear and exploring it. This is exactly what we're here to do today during this podcast. I often like to call the fear of falling the 50-pound weight bag that we're trying to haul up the wall with us makes it really difficult to commit to moves, move fluidly, or even get into the flow state. Ironically though, there's nothing to fear about fear. Think about it, really let that sink in. Like what is there to fear about the fear that you have? It's only the importance that we attach to it. And unlike animals that can only respond in fight or flight situations, we as human, we can actually evaluate situations. That's what makes us different. And then we're able to make decisions that align with what we want to get out of the situation. And in most instances, Fear is nothing more than a teacher. We can learn to use fear to our benefit and train our responses towards fear. Yes, this is absolutely a muscle, and yes, we can train it. Neuroplasticity is our brain's ability to create new pathways, but you have to decide that that's what you want to do. You have to say, I value myself, I value my climbing more than I value holding on to and attaching my worth to fear because a lot of the times when we have these deeply rooted fears we're kind of used to being that person that's afraid we're used to being you know like the girlfriend that climbs with the boyfriend and they put up the draws for us and it's time to just say hey i don't want to do that anymore i'm going to really commit to working on this fear of falling it's going to be scary as fuck it's going to be super uncomfortable but at the other end of that on the other side i know it's going to be so so worth it for me so one of the questions I want to ask you too is, is fear your master or are you fear's master? We're really working to shift this balance and not eliminate fear, but to push forward when faced with perceived fear, keyword there, perceived, and listen to the fear when it is actually a truly dangerous situation. Being able to discern between the two. Is this a perceived fear or is this a real fear? Because there's real danger here. In my experience, there's typically three places that fear of falling comes from. One of these might resonate more with you. Um, It could be a combination of them. It could be something completely different, but from what I have found, these are the top three. So first one is going to be fear of losing control or the fear of the unknown. Second one is going to be the fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, And then the third one is going to be fear of injury or death. So being able to identify which is the most true for you and why will be key to overcoming your fear of falling in each situation. There's not always gonna be the same answer for every scenario. Sometimes it could be, oh, wow, I'm just not sure if I can go for that move. This bolt is spaced out a little bit. Other times it could be that real fear of injury and asking yourself like, where does this come from? How can we get down to the root? Where did this start for me? When was the first time that you remember having a fear of falling? Is it in your childhood? Is it the first time that you got on a rope? Is it maybe your parents were not, I don't want to say overly protective. Obviously, our parents do the best job that they can with us. But a lot of the times parents are very cautious saying, be careful, you're going to get hurt. And kind of situating in our minds that getting hurt is the worst possible outcome. So no wonder as adults, we're going to hold on to that and try to stay, quote, safe all the time. So this is typically an ego response trying to keep us safe. Consequently, though, it also keeps us very small. I want you to think, is there a certain situation, scenario, or phrase that goes through your head when the fear response is triggered? Some people, all they can think of is, I don't want to break my ankle. I don't want to break my ankle. Other people go completely blank. Some people see flashes of things in their mind. Maybe it has happened. Maybe they've witnessed it. Maybe it hasn't. This can be really big in helping you to identify where the belief came from and then eventually how to break down that fear. Because if we can't identify the root of things, it's going to be a lot harder to actually start to tackle this head on. Ask yourself too, when does this fear come out for me the most? Is it before climbing? Maybe it's during the approach. Is it on rest days? Do your hands get all sweaty just thinking about it? Or is it very in the moment during the climb? during the crux move, that time that you're faced with, should I just go with it or or do I not have what it takes right now? What are the specific limiting beliefs that you might have around falling? Do you say things like, I can't go for that move. I can't overcome my fear of falling. I'm always going to be afraid of falling. I never can do that. Big one is saying, I'll never get over my fear of falling. That was me for a really long time. And what I didn't realize then that I know a lot better now is how impactful and how powerful our words are. I was essentially creating that cycle for myself. You know, I I did have a a relatively small fear of falling at the time, but the more that I said, oh, I'm just afraid of falling to mask up and to cover up, I didn't want to be embarrassed uh, because I wanted to be the quote, strongest person at the crag. I didn't want other people to think, oh my gosh, she's not even that strong. So I was using, oh, I'm just afraid of falling to cover up my fear of failure, my fear of embarrassment. So that might resonate with you. It might not for a lot of people. It really is that fear of failure. Oh my gosh, what are people gonna think of me? What are people gonna think of me if I cannot get up this 5.11? What are they gonna think of me if I chicken out at the top of this route? Don't go for the move. So asking yourself too, do you stick to one style angle of climbing? Really let fear get in the way of branching out because maybe you just really love slab. Maybe it's, it's scarier in your mind to get on an overhang, even though logically you know it's gonna be a safer, more clean fall. So this can happen both bouldering and on a rope, gear, sport, whatever it is, but I want you to think about the fact that we create our own realities. Our brains do not know the difference between reality and fiction, and it's going to take baby steps to overcome this. The things we say, the things we think, the things we do create our reality. So make sure the language that you're using about yourself To other people matches the reality that you want to create in the future it is going to take practicing falling as often as you can and for me i know when i don't sport climb for a bit it's always a little wonky to get back into it and i'm like "Mm, definitely feeling this fear thing popping up for me more than i think it would otherwise and just give yourself time this is one of the most common things I see with women is we almost expect to be farther along on the timeline than we even give ourselves credit for. We have this like nebulous idea in our minds that when I've asked people, I'm like, well, what does that timeline look like? And they're like, oh, I don't even know. I just thought I'd be farther along. And where does that come from? Where does that internal pressure come from to just keep pushing, to be on this, like, what would be a good outcome for you? When would it be enough? When would you do it, quote, quick enough? So being really patient with yourself and knowing that it's gonna take time to overcome this and it's not linear progress. It's not just gonna be better and better and better every time. I mean, of course it can be, but setbacks are normal. Setbacks are expected. They need to happen so that you can overcome them. And it's not like once you quote, overcome the fear of falling, it's just gonna stay that way for forever. It's a skill. It's like a muscle. You have to continually practice it. You have to keep making sure that you return back to your core skill set, back to where your mindset is at. And I will add one more thing here too, is trying to practice falling, trying to practice any of this stuff when your mindset is not in the best place. So maybe you haven't been sleeping, maybe you're ultra stressed out, maybe you know some things just happened in your life, maybe it's just the situation that's happening right now is taking its toll on you that is going to make an impact. It's going to make this feel even harder than it has to. So if you can choose days that maybe you're feeling a little bit mentally stronger, I would suggest that. Don't feel like you have to power through and push through on all sorts of days, especially like, let's say if you're a woman and you're really close to getting your period, that might not be the time to try and push yourself so far out of your comfort zone to where then you have end up having a really negative experience and, oh great, now the association with falling is even worse than it was before. You know the difference between making an excuse and being really honest with yourself. Give yourself the time and space to do what you need. I know you're not making excuses. Give yourself that rest time that you need. It's so incredibly important. I will also point out that I do think that discomfort and or pain is the price of admission for climbing. Let me repeat that again. Discomfort and or pain is the price of admission. If you truly were not okay with that, you probably would not be doing this sport. You would do something a lot more gentle, a lot more mentally, (laughs) a lot less mentally taxing, something like yoga, walking, hiking. I want you to think about, is it more uncomfortable to me to not push my boundaries than it is for me to climb? Where do I put more of my value? And... For each of these reasons that we have for being afraid of the fear of falling, so whether that is losing control, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of injury, I would argue that for each of these, we're afraid that something is going to be taken away from us for each of these fears. So maybe that's freedom of movement, freedom of your life, freedom of choice. But why are you making decisions out of a fear-based mindset? Does that ever end well? We need to figure out how to make decisions out of a place of love for ourselves, love for the sport. Sometimes that means backing off of something. That's not to say always just push through everything, use your discernment. But how can we change the way that we're making decisions from I'm just so afraid of this, I'm so afraid of looking like a, an embarrassment, I'm so afraid of not looking strong, I'm so afraid of injury, to moving to a place where you're just like, I love my body, I love how hard I can push it, I love feeling, like, empowered, confident? How can you shift your decisions to that place of love and abundance? I've talked about this before on the podcast. I think it's super important, not only with money mindset, but with everything that you do. What are your intentions? Where's your energy coming from? Because energy can only match like energy. So making sure that when you're trying to face your fear directly, you're getting really honest with yourself. What are you actually afraid of happening when you fall? This is an exercise that I do with a lot of my clients. I have them work through the, quote, worst case scenario. A lot of people have this. Some people are a little bit more prone to this than others. They kind of always think of the worst case scenarios in their head. I want you to play this out. Write it down on paper if you have to. What is that thing that you're afraid of happening? Write it down. I know it's not easy. I know it's not comfortable, but I definitely need you to do it. This is going to help you proactively manage any danger that you can. If you're able to anticipate those what-if scenarios, come up with solutions to tuck in your back pocket, and then ultimately ask yourself, can you handle the consequences or can you handle that worst-case scenario? Yes or no? So a lot of people's worst-case scenario is getting injured. Okay, great. Do you have an emergency kit in your car? Do you have health insurance? What are the steps that you can take to mitigate risk as much as you can. Understanding that climbing, there will always be risk involved. There are too many variables for it to be a completely safe sport. You know that. You accept that risk every single time you go rock climbing. And maybe it's worth getting into the practice of acknowledging that because sometimes we climb so often and so much that we forget this is actually dangerous. There are actually very bad things that can happen with this. So just keeping that, I don't want to say in the forefront of your mind, but acknowledging that, acknowledging the power that climbing has and that it's not something that we can control all of the time. So by writing out that worst case scenario, maybe you have a couple of them and really asking yourself, have I taken each and every single step that I can to mitigate the risks, to make myself feel better about this? Because if you're not taking care of those and that's standing in the back of your mind, tugging at you, being a power leak, an attention leak, that's going to take your attention away from what you're doing. It's going to feel unresolved. So can you take those steps forward to take a little bit of action to potentially feel a little bit better about what you're doing? So by accepting responsibility for this, then you can start to move into what I call the 100% hell yes. We're going to talk about this, but you can then start to act with full commitment which I would argue is very, very important when you're doing things like trying to overcome your fear of falling, really trying to push your limits. You do wanna have that full commitment. It's those times where you hesitate. That's where the issues occur. So how can we move you from that hesitation to that 100% hell yes? What is it gonna take for you to move from 70%, 80% to 100%? What are the things that you can control and take care of that you can tick off your list to make you feel better? Now that you've really played out that worst case scenario, you've taken care of those variables. Maybe you need to talk to a partner about this. Maybe I know a lot of people are potentially uncomfortable and they go with people that have lower safety standards than them. So maybe a conversation is in order. Yes, sure. It might be a little uncomfortable, but won't you feel so much better if you actually just have that conversation? One thing I'd really like to point out is it's a little bit of a misnomer to say, okay, we're overcoming the fear of falling. You don't want to work through your fear completely. Fear is actually incredibly, incredibly protective and you want to learn how to manage it. So this is where risk management comes in. So fear and risk management is an intellectual calculation on how you experience and also your knowledge of the safety system you're using. The more you understand, the better you can feel about it. The more experience you have, the better you're going to be able to determine risk. So if that's just not another notch in the belt for like, hey, you've got to just get out and get more exposure. You've got to do this a lot. So again, this is kind of like fear management versus getting rid of fear completely, because that fear can be very protective. Like fear is essentially keeping you on a rope. Fear is keeping you from free soloing, very tall, very hard, sketchy things. So we want to be able to acknowledge our fear, say, hey, thank you for coming up. Thank you for trying to protect me, but I do not need you right now. Ultimately, we need to know how you got to where you're at now. I mentioned a little bit about childhood. Maybe you had protective parents. Maybe you had something that happened to you. Maybe you were injured. Maybe you weren't able to participate in sports, whatever it was. I need you to write down what situations, what events have brought you to where you're at now. Have you taken a bad fall? Have you not had partners that pay attention to you Being able to identify these will allow you to start to release them. I want you to be able to think about all the negative events that have happened, that have colored your fear of falling, that have essentially created this fear of falling for you, to be able to think about those and not put any weight on them. To be able to think about them, they don't trigger you. They're just thoughts. They're just things that have happened. They don't make you feel good. They don't make you feel bad. They're just the facts. This is very deep mindset work. Um, I guarantee that you might be triggered right now, probably. Your first thoughts are going to be like, nope, Chelsea, don't want to do that. No, thank you. No, thank you, ma'am. Death, injury, and pain are part of this sport. And I need you to be okay with that in order to push your boundaries. I need you to be committed to performing well, despite the, quote, consequences. But you have to get really honest with what those consequences are, And once you've accepted the consequences, it can start to turn into an ebb and flow instead of a constant battle. So that's that fear management, the risk management piece again. Do you feel like you have a good handle on it right now? Do you feel like you know exactly what real fear, real danger is? And then what is perceived risk, perceived danger? How can you start to turn the dial towards, okay, I only respond now to real danger I can recognize perceived danger, but I don't have to react or respond to it. I can think through this rationally and make decisions and choices as I want to. I want you to think of the times that you've taken a fall and you've been utterly and 100% safe and fine. I need you to remember these and focus in on these times instead of letting a negative thought pattern spiral. Our brains are actually wired to remember negative events Far more often than they're wired to remember positive events. Think of the last time you watched the news. What do you remember from it? You probably don't remember, like, the cute little cat that got rescued from the tree. You probably remember all the other negative shit that's happened. And in our brains, the way that it works is the more often that we have neurons fire together in the neuron pathways, the more often they will in the future. We need to consciously break the cycle. This is why if you have such a bad fear of falling, this is such a great candidate for doing something like brain rewiring. If you haven't listened to my episode on that, absolutely make sure to go give it a listen. Brain rewiring helps you rewire the negative brain patterns. But This is the first step you have to get really clear on why you are the way you are first. Then you can start to incorporate the brain rewiring. Then you can start to create the positive associations, the positive visualization practice that goes with that. I want you to give me all of your excuses, all of the reasons that you're afraid of falling, all of the reasons you can't get over the fear of falling. Let them go. Release them. This is not going to be easy. A lot of the times we're very attached to our fears. It's kind of part of our persona, our personality, where we label ourselves as anxious. I'm just afraid of falling. I'm just a wuss. I'm just a weenie, whatever it is. But why? Why do you feel the need to put yourself down in order to essentially protect your ego so that your ego feels more comfortable because you don't have to get out of your comfort zone and grow? I see you. I know. I've been there. I've done that before too. And with that, it's not easy to come to terms with this, realizing, I mean, ultimately, you are the person holding yourself back. It is not anybody else, it is you. Can you take that responsibility? It's not, it's not a light burden, but you're gonna feel a lot better once you do. Because once you do that, you can actually move from the victim mentality, oh, it's just everybody else's fault and it's external circumstances, and you can actually move into action. You can do something about it. You can choose to overcome the fear of falling. So you move from the victim mindset to action. And all of a sudden, things look a lot more positive. As I've mentioned, No amount of risk management can ensure complete safety. As climbers, we must accept that death and injury are part of this sport. The more experience you have, the better you can start to determine what is real versus perceived risk. And this is just that intellectual calculation based on your safety systems. Super important that you know that because that means the more you do it, the better it's going to get. This just breaks down into what is a reasonable fall in what is an unreasonable fall for me right now with where I'm at? It's not always going to be as black and, and white as this, but depending on skill level variables, like maybe there's a dog under you, rope stretch, whatever it is, you're going to be able to parse out things that you're okay with right now. And one of the exercises that I do with my clients a lot of the times is I actually have them draw a line, a horizontal line on paper, kind of like a continuum. On one side, let's say the left side, these are going to be situations, circumstances that they are not okay with. You know, maybe that's free soloing, um, climbing with a completely new belayer that they've never met before. And on the other side, the right side, these are going to be situations where they feel very, very safe. Maybe that's top roping. Maybe that's getting on the auto belay, depending on how you feel about that. And fill in the gaps in between. What are you okay with right now? What are you not okay with right now? Because the longer we leave things to be nebulous and just floating around in our minds, no wonder we're going to have fear around them. But can you get it down on paper? Can you get it down, face it, and then start to move forward from it? So in order to start practicing risk management, to start getting better at this because it's a skill, it's a muscle, you've got to do it to get better at it. We need you to start to be able to look at a situation without attaching emotion to it and learning to evaluate the legitimacy of your fear. So being able to determine between a no-fall or a safe-fall situation. Sometimes the risk is going to be incalculable or you really just can't tell. I want you to listen to your gut intuition and what it tells you because you know, deep down, you know. A lot of the times, especially as women, we've been told, you know, and taught not to trust ourselves. We're too emotional. But. Deep down, your gut really knows. So if you really do not know if this is a safe fall or not, it's okay to back off. It's okay to get more information about the route and then to move forward from there if you want to. But we want to try to be as unattached to the outcome as possible, whether the outcome sending, sticking the move, topping the root, whatever it is. Being so unattached to the outcome, but still being able to tap into the try hard. It's that place where you're going to find a lot of growth. And being able to unattach your emotions from things like risk management, it's going to take practice. It's going to take time because essentially you're rewiring your brain. You are making those neural pathways, the ones that have fired together for so long, you're challenging them. You're essentially, you're telling your ego, like, this is not the way we're going to think anymore. Your ego is going to fight back. It is does not like this. It does not like change. That is the thing it hates the most. So it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel wrong. And that's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to not have everything under control all the time. Control is an illusion. You don't actually have any. So what would what would it look like for you to surrender to these situations? To just say, "Hey, I'm here to learn. I want to overcome this fear of falling so badly. I I value that more than I value my what I perceive to be my control." Cuz I know for me that's a really big one. And again, risk management comes into play here. I'm not just saying like, "Hey, go out just like go take some falls willy-nilly." but a lot of the times it really is that surrender piece. Like how can you submit to the process? Not gonna lie, I am totally sipping on my collagen tea latte right now. So if you guys have seen on Instagram, I freaking love tea lattes. So all you have to do, steep some tea. Blend it up with a little bit of collagen, a little non-dairy creamer, and it is so good. So if you have not hopped on the collagen train yet, it's definitely time. So not only is it going to help your tendons, your connective tissue, but it also has massive hair, nails, skin, health, all of it. Like seriously, it's like a win-win-win all the way around. Michael Scott would be so proud of you for taking this. I have it every single day, at least twice a day. I usually have it in my morning coffee. I have it before I train, and then sometimes I even have it before bed as well so my favorite brand is fizzy vantage you knew i was gonna say it and i really think that they have the best quality products out there eric the founder made it exactly for climbers he's a climber himself so he knows all about the demands that our sport has You can use code LADYBETA, all one word, for 15% off. They have an unflavored version, a chocolate, and a vanilla, and I really love the vanilla. I also love the unflavored. The chocolate is really, really good, too. I just super love the vanilla. So if you want to use that for your next order, again, you can get 15% off using the code LADYBETA. And tag me on Instagram in your stories. Make a tea latte. Let me know you're loving it. We only have 100% of an attention span at any given moment. So if we are spending 20, 30, 40% worrying about falling, getting injured, whatever it is for you, then that only leaves so much attention span left for focusing on the task at hand. I don't know about you, but climbing demands a shit ton from me. It probably demands 100% most all of the time. So if you have a 40% attention leak, power leak... That's going to be very detrimental to your performance. Every time you make a decision, look at the risk objectively. That is without attaching emotion instead of looking at it subjectively. Being able to determine the outcome. What's the fall zone? Is there a risk of injury? That's how you're going to start to really decide if it's worth it to you. It needs to be worth it to you individually, not worth it to your partner, not worth it to anybody else. You need to do it because it's worth it to you. You climb for you. You don't climb for other people. I mean, if you do climb for other people, that's definitely not sustainable. And I would ask you to look a little bit deeper into that and detangle that for yourself. But the answer when it comes to starting to really push your, push your limits is, is this 100% hell yes or is it a no? And if it's a no, can we figure out how to get it to a hell yes? Can you be all in, 100% committed to success? Or is this just not worth it to you? It's okay to back down on things. It's okay to retreat until you figure out what brings that answer to the hell yes. And that answer might not come to the hell yes. And that's okay too. The point of this is not to push through all of the things all of the time. Sometimes things are going to be more worth it to you. Sometimes they're not. Depends on, you know, where you're at in your cycle. Depends on where you're at in your training. Depends on where your mindset's at that day. How many pads you have. Do you trust your partner? All of that comes into play. Being able to adopt the attitude that it's okay to fall. That is accepting all possible outcomes. That's saying, I surrender. I submit to this process. Falling does not equal failure. What is failure anyway? Have you defined that for yourself? Do you have such a narrow definition of success that failure is everything in between? Failure is, I did not make it to the top of the wall. Well, you're probably not gonna feel very good about yourself most of the time. All failure is, and all falling is, is a teacher. It's a learning experience. But if you don't look at it that way, if you are so hard on yourself that you just cannot see any success, that's where it's going to feel really difficult. So I would really welcome you to explore that. What is my definition of failure right now? What is my definition of success? Do those actually line up with what I believe? And can I maybe broaden my definition of success a little bit? Can I narrow my definition of failure? What does failure actually mean to me in the first place? For me, failure means I didn't even try. That is my only definition of failure. And sometimes I don't try. But sometimes I have a really good excuse not to, and that's okay too. So being able to identify for you what's holding you back specifically, and one of the things that I heard once, which has really, really stuck with me ever since I've heard it, is you would never actively hold on to something that was holding you back, right? You would never try to go on a run and try to tow a car on your back at the same time. Like, you would never do that. Are you actively working to hold on to your fear of falling? What is it worth to you to release it? Because ultimately you are the only person that can give yourself that permission. What would my life look like if I were not afraid of falling anymore? I want you to really stop and imagine for a second what being able to climb two grades harder feels like. How does it make you feel? What does that open up for you? Would you be able to climb more at the crag? You can get off the warm-ups. You can go for it. How do you feel knowing that you can actually overcome the fear of falling? Knowing that you can feel strong, badass, and like you finally know how to really push your limits. I want you to imagine that future version of yourself that shows up to the crag, the gym, and is confident in yourself and your abilities. Confident in your ability to use risk management. You're not afraid to climb in front of other people. You do have that power. You have that power, but you have to make the choice. We know it's not really about the grades and, you know, (laughs) pushing like, oh, I just want to break into the next grade range, whatever it is, but it's how those grades make us feel. Pushing our boundaries and seeing exactly what we are capable of. This is the human experience. Seeking out challenge and adventure and being able to push the limits. Climbers are not the type of people to let life just happen to us. Nope, we are out there experiencing it full on. And I would argue most people never get that experience. But in order to do so and in order to keep pushing your boundaries and getting stronger, we really do have to choose ourselves first. We have to choose and say, I am valuable. I am worthy of overcoming this fear of falling. Getting really, really clear on when did this start for me? When? What are those situations? What are those events that happened that led me to be how I am right now? Can I start to let that go? Maybe there's shame. Maybe there's guilt around it. What do you need to do in order to give yourself that permission to let that narrative go? Can you create a new narrative for yourself? Create those new neural pathways And again, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take time, but it's going to be so worth it. I'm really excited to do a part two for this. So again, more practical applications where you can actually start to overcome that fear of falling on the wall. Actually, we start on the ground first. So it's my three-step process that I have and I've come up with and it's been really beneficial not only for me, but a ton of my clients as well. So I'm gonna be sharing that with you guys next time. And if you're enjoying the show, please make sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the show. And monthly, I do a giveaway for a free training plan. So if you leave a review, you will be entered for that and I will see you next episode.